Welcome to a brand new episode of Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's episode, we'll be continuing with our retrospective of Series 5, and we'll be carrying on with the second episode, The Beast Below. But first, the news. And the only news, really, um, of any note this week is that finally the BBC have given the air date for Torchwood, Miracle Day. Hey. Hey. Um, which is going to be the 14th of July. Um, so... Finally, everyone can rest easy. We're going to be. It's, we're finally going to get it. Um, the BBC have been started trailing it as well. Um, though the unusual thing was, I don't know if you noticed this as well, Paul. On the, on the day that they announced um, that it's going to be the fourteenth of July, the first trail I saw on BBC One still only said "coming soon." Well, it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, but then the next day, when they started training, it actually said 14th of July. So it, it's it, it's official. It's it's yeah. all official. Um, there's been... I know some people had said it had because it was the, it was the likely date because they're doing some um, radio stuff, aren't they? That leads on the 12th and 13th. That leads. Well, the, the the weird thing is about the radio stuff. It's not actually anything. It's not. It's a do pre- with this, no? Because. It's probably more a prequel to Children of Earth, yeah. If anything, because like Yanto Jones is still alive in it. Um, I don't know about Owen or or Tosh, um, but uh, yeah, I might give them a might give them a listen if I if I if I remember more than anything else. I mean, it's actually one one of the things when they were delaying it, delaying it. I actually wondered whether because the BBC like to put out stuff over two nights on a Monday and Tuesday the serials, don't they? That you know two episodes a week mm. and I did actually wonder whether they was going to wait till it was halfway through the series then start showing two episodes a week so it finished at the same time as America yeah I mean there, there was that, that option because they do do that as you say quite a, quite a lot with their um, their serials yeah um, I don't know if it's because they've got such a packed schedule or the fact that they it's that sort people of thing people haven't got the attention span. attention span or they don't have any faith in the programme to try and get it out of the way as quickly as possible for the next series of The Apprentice starts yeah so um, yeah who knows but I mean, obviously um, it's more or less been confirmed the reason we're not um, getting it at the same time as the US um, is the fact that it's been mostly funded by stars which is what we suspected yeah really wasn't it um, no, fair enough if yeah that's it if they, if they stumped up most of the cash then Obviously, they've got more say in who, who gets it first. So, um, yeah, the only I think the only thing that could um, possibly spoil it now is the obviously um, the internet. Yeah, really. Uh, that's. I think it's going to be a case of just staying well away from all the forums and and everything. Well, at least if it's only five days. Yeah, it's not too bad. When you thought it might be. Three or four weeks. Um, that yeah. was probably a different matter in terms of how do you keep away from. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, people are going to be downloading it, or or, or, yeah. the, or the people who have seen it in the states um, will just be blogging left, right, and centre, aren't they? Yeah, and now we will get what is the differences? Yeah, now that's the um, the the other thing I, I um, read as well is that obviously the. The episodes are t- for a US audience, they're tailored to fit in the amount of ad breaks um, they have. Now, I don't know yeah. if they have that on Stars as it's a pay per view, um, but then again, we have pay per view um, yeah. cable Sky. and satellite channels, yeah, over here. So, um, how many ad breaks does Sky One have? <laughs> well, yeah, precisely. Um, so, apparently, they've been edited to make them longer for the BBC, which obviously doesn't have any ad breaks. So that's certainly very um, very interesting, because they're talking about cutting stuff, particularly yeah. the sex and violence, um, but also making them longer at the same time. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how this actually pans out. I suppose, I mean, there might just be that there are cultural references that are going to be lost completely Could be, yeah. on an American audience if they start talking about 
growing up in Wales or yeah. I must I actually um, English culture and yeah. similar the other way around. I must apologise to anyone listening. We've got a few um, problems with Skype at the moment, so um, Paul's voice is sound like he's, he's underwater. So it keeps writing itself. It keeps coming and going. So you know, <laughs> bear with us. Um, yeah. Um, so that's going to be pretty interesting. But the one weird thing I did read is that um, Canada are actually getting it before us as well. Yeah, they're getting it this Saturday, aren't they? Yeah. Um, which I find, I, I don't know how it works in, in Canada, maybe they get the Stars Network as well, I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah, I don't uh, know, I mean, it's just, just, I don't think the BBC would ever show it on a, it'd never be a main, it's not, never going to be a really mainstream programme. No. Certainly not a Saturday night programme. The only option we had of having it the same weekend was if they showed it on the Sunday night. Yeah, that's it, um... That's it, really. Um, it's, it's really because sci or adult sci-fi um, was never going to work on a Saturday night, never. No. Um, okay, I suppose the last sort of thing we had sort of like that was possibly uh, oh I forgot uh, Jekyll or Jekyll, if I use the correct uh, correct pronunciation, which again was another was that Stephen Moffat. I don't know if you ever watched that. No, I didn't. Actually. It was a Stephen Moffat um, scripted program. Very very good at James Nesbitt. Um, was in it. I think it was it was after that airs that that's I think it was linking him to the role of the Doctor after um, David Tennant left. Right, and that's why he sort of like oh yeah it's going to be James Nesbitt because he'd worked with Stephen Moffat before on um, on that. Yeah. Um, so that was the only thing that really did work. But again, it was only a um, a mini series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, what we were saying before is the attention span thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and plus the fact I think. After um, the last sort of adult sci-fi show the BBC aired, which was Outcasts, yeah, um, which bombed, <laughs> which was cast out. It was literally it was, wasn't it? It really was. Um, I mean, one minute it was sort of not nine p.m. prime time viewing. Before you knew it, it was on at midnight. Well, that was the thing they started. Well, that was on the Monday and Tuesday night. Yeah, and then it become the front the Thursday one o'clock in the morning. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Which bowl? I mean, I never, I never watched it. Um, it just didn't really appeal to me because straight away when um, they said, you know, they're setting on a new planet and it's there's going to be no, you know, scary monsters or aliens. I thought, oh well, yet again they're shying away from that side of sci-fi. They're trying to be adult, and it usually means when they do that, it usually means boring. And I think that's what happened in this case. The audience just got bored with it because nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't watch any of it. I, I did record it, and it sat uh, on my box for a long while. Yeah. And then I just deleted it because I thought I was never going to get around to watching it. So that pretty much says it all, really. If, if you can't fire your imagination, it's just one of those things. They seem to think that science fiction also means, you know, um, treating sort of like something about the human condition. Sorry, yeah. I, we get enough of that on a daily basis. You want a bit of escapism? Thanks very much. You know, it's like one of those episodes of Next yeah. Generation that focus on data, <laughs> learning to be human. I mean, God, they bored the arse off me. They really did. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Anyway, enough. This isn't a Star Trek or Outcast podcast. No. No, so it's Outcast podcast, podcast. Yes. <laughs> I if there is any of those. Oh, there might be. There's got to be, isn't there? They're just sitting there going, no, no, no news of the new series. <laughs> yeah. The BBC not telling us when they're showing it. <laughs> well, the thing was, apparently, I mean, sorry we keep digressing onto Outcast, so this, I'm going to draw a line under it after this, but apparently by the final episode, that's when it started getting interesting. Right. And then, obviously, there's going to be no... no one could stay up that late. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school night. <laughs> <laughs> it was on so late, people got up, from, got up in the morning to watch it. Yeah, yeah there's, oh, dear. Yeah, that was just um, very tough. And I think they basically the BBC got their fingers burnt on this. Um, it makes me wonder if they're a little bit reluctant because they haven't really sort of trailed it that heavily, have they? They they sort of kept showing it in um, the the lineup for the summer season. Yeah, they kept showing clips of Torture of Miracle Day amongst all the other stuff. Um, but even now, there's not really anything major. They're showing us. No, you just got a little tagline, um, and it says now it says fourteenth of July, and that's it. Yeah, 
you know. So, don't know. Maybe maybe the BBC will get a bit of you know sort of cold feet on this one. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know I, why. Because children, if it's anything like we say, we keep saying this. It's anything like Children of Earth. It will be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think I should said. I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not, but apparently it's nothing like Children of Earth. It's completely different. It's a bit more action orientated. Yeah. Again, that, for a, that, that a, really comes with the territory, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. Territory is America. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so that's it. Um, that's pretty much it for talk news. You you have. Um, Weird Doctor Who related news of the week, don't you? What do you want to go straight to the to the spooky army? Yes, go to the spooky army. Go for it. <laughs> it's, it it's really nothing to do with Doctor Who at all. No, they, 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 it's, just, it's a very tenuous link to Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those articles that cropped up in the Daily Mail. Oh. <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> which I think they actually use this to actually sort of have a go at Doctor Who. I don't know. <laughs> And the headline was, Spooky Army of Doctor Who Children Put Up Outside School to Slow Down Cars. And the story being, a council in Plymouth, I think, that put up these bollards that looked like like little children all along the road. Now, I I really recommend... You've really got to have a look at it. You do, yeah. If all you've got to do um, is Google Spooky Army of Doctor Who Children... And it's the first entry on the Google search. Um, and just have a look at it. It is the most bizarre road safety. I'm assuming it's a road safety. Is it? Yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah, the th- three foot bollards to slow traffic outside. I'm not going to name the school, but it's in Plymouth. Um, what one person, one parent apparently said, and this is the Doctor Who link. Um, they look hideous like something out of Doctor Who. My, my favourite quote from that was. Don't look them in the eye, or one's four by four will burst into flames. <laughs> now, that isn't a quote from a Daily Mail reader. What yes. Is... Oh, oh, God. They sicken me. They really do. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's absolutely nothing to do with Doctor Who, other than it is quite a funny idea of what some... Yeah. Um, you'd have a bit of a twisted meeting, I think. I mean, I, I, the only Doctor Who spin I could put on it, really, is the fact that they could be, could have been designed by the nesting consciousness. Yes. That is it, really. That is it. So, uh, yeah, so that, that, was, that was tenuous Doctor Who news of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think there's anything else, is there, Paul, for, for news this week, is there? Uh... No, I think that's it, really. That's it. Okay, then. So, that was the news. Okay, and the next bit on today's show, is, um, obviously, is we'll continue with our retrospective of Series 5. And this week we are doing The Beast Below, the second episode of the fifth series. Um... To my mind, it was it was always going to be a tricky one. This one, um, basically, basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think really because it, it's that awkward second episode when you're introducing a new Doctor. Yeah. Um, now looking looking back on it, um, when I watched it, I actually did quite did actually quite enjoy it. I thought there was it was quite a good um, moral story. I thought that at the time, and I watched it. A, you know, again, recently, prior to this, um, to recording this, and I still think it is still a pretty good story. In actual fact, it's not. Um, it's not a classic by any stretch of the imagination. No, um, but I, I still think there was a lot. There was a lot to enjoy. Um, but again, it, it was going to be that tricky, that tricky thing because obviously you're expecting after the first episode, Matt Smith should have. You're now expecting now. Now you're going to get his Doctor. Yeah, um, and tomorrow, man, that's that's exactly what you got, and I, I still think that now. Yeah, I, th- I can remember saying at the time when this first went out. Yeah, that I thought the first episode was very much introducing Matt Smith as the Doctor, mm. and this was very much introducing Amy as the companion. Yeah, because there's one thing that struck me at the time, and the fact that she saves the day at the end. Well, that was, of... yeah, that that was it because. Um... I was thinking, oh, are we going down another Rose path here? Because it more often than not, in a especially in the in the, the first series that she was in with Chris Eccleston, um, she often saved the day. 
Yeah. Or pointed out the error of the Doctor's ways. And this is exactly what happened in this episode as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it was just a, a, a thing of... She didn't so much... How can I put it? Sort of save the day. Um, I think it just said that she was smart enough to be there rather than... She yeah. wasn't just going to be the screaming... No. And I think it's the other thing she was sort of... this woman in it. No. And I think it was the fact that she was sort of telling the Doctor to... Basically, sort of calmed down a little bit. He was very angry about what he saw. Yeah, and he wasn't listening to his own advice that he gave Amy at the beginning. Yeah, was to pay attention, look what's look for the little details, look what's going on around you, and that's what yeah. he wasn't doing. Um, and as you say, it, it sort of showed the fact that she's not the screaming assistant, um, and she knew what to do. Yeah, um, which I thought was good. I, I, I mean. If we go back to the beginning of the episode, I, I did like the thing with her floating outside the TARDIS. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you like that bit or not. I, I quite liked it at the time. And I still like it now. Um, I don't know if you felt the yeah, same way. No, yeah, it's good. It, it was a good little opening. and um, I think that's good. I, I've actually watched the DVD that's got the little bit in between as well. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually quite a good uh, little segment. It is actually, yeah. Yeah, that is a good little lead into that. Um, yeah, it was just, I thought I quite like that, but the thing that sort of, not so much grated on me, is the fact when they first landed on um, Starship UK, that you... There was no sort of TARDIS landing. The centre cent- the console wasn't moving as far as I could see. And all of a sudden, next thing Amy sees is the Doctor on, on the on the view screen. Yeah. And I thought, have I missed something here? It's only since I've watched it, um, basically re- sort of re- reviewing it for, for, um, for this recording, I just sort of noticed, hang on a minute, how, there was no noise. How did that happen? Because usually everything's, as they sort of seem to have... Um, Established in um, the new series since Eccleston, um, Eccleston's, Eccleston days, um, yeah. that when they land or in flight, it's a very bumpy ride. And this, it wasn't. There, there seems to be a lack of continuity there. Ah, oh, this is a, the new TARDIS inside and out. It is indeed. It is indeed. But um, I think when the but I know what you mean. But I think I think probably because it would then have. The idea was that he suddenly, one minute he's in the TARDIS, in one minute it's out, wasn't it? And I think they probably decided that the the actual landing would have. Well, consider, considering they they sort of established later on that he, he flies the TARDIS with the brake on. Yeah. And that particular time he didn't. Um, so yeah, maybe there was a sort of I don't know. Maybe it was a little. Oh, actually, I wouldn't say oversight because it that wasn't, as far as I'm aware, that wasn't. One of the first episodes to be recorded, I think it was the um, Weeping Angels two-parter. Yeah, was the first thing to be recorded. So, um, but I, no, I thought it was um, quite a good, quite a good story. Um, it's a good, I say, good opening. Um, on the inside, well, sort of, yet again, it's this thing with um, I know there's sort of it's meant to be sort of like the United Kingdom in space, but did they have to quite go for basically a twenty twentieth century look? I know it's yeah. expensive to keep doing the future all the time. I know that must have been, that's one thing that disappointed me um, back then. It's the southern bias as well. You had Essex, Kent, Surrey. Um, Devon. Devon. But you only had Yorkshire otherwise. Yeah, where was uh, Midlands? The Tyne. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the fact when, when they land up in the uh, on the tongue of the and he sniffs and he goes, ah, Lancashire. Yes. <laughs> what are you for the Lanc- Lancastrians for? Oh. Um, actually, actually, they sort of mentioned the tongue thing. There, there was a certain things in that that didn't sort of make um, a lot of sense. Like when the um, the space well basically spewed them up. How Why did it just jettison them into space? Yeah. I couldn't quite figure out how, where was this overflow shoot. How where was this? I, yeah, I, I you got to you know suspend your disbelief for a, for a bit. I mean, they're in a 
that they're inside a space well, for Christ's sake. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd have thought that's probably the bit where you've got a suspension. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always things, it's sort of, how does it breathe? Yeah. You know, but as I said, it's suspension disbelief, it's Doctor Who, it's a science fiction, it's science fiction, it's not science fact. Um, the other thing about it is I could sort of see that they'd they'd captured this animal and they was torturing it to make it move and whatever and they didn't you know there was the whole bit of the the secret of the government and that yeah well fair enough that's that's pretty bad but then why what's the worst bit about that well as well is the fact that you're feeding people to it which didn't seem to be a problem yeah it's also the fact that no one... it was the fact that they'd captured this animal was the problem not the fact that they was feeding well, it, it was that thing that um, you're right about that, but it's also the fact that nobody was questioning the fact where are these people going to? Yeah, you know these people who sort of they go off to to see the, um, the like the little video cast thing of the truth, yeah. um, and if they don't, don't forget, back, they don't come, come back. back. So why does no one? I know you've always got the the um, the smilers, yeah, looking as well. Um, and it seems a rather harsh punishment for not doing well in a test as well. It does really. For the children. Actually, no, it wasn't it the fact that he got it's in the, the lift. It's the fact that he got in the lift afterwards, yeah. Yeah, it, again, a little bit harsh. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have thought that was, you know, slightly over the top. Yeah, that's it. Um, but again, actually, there was, a, there was a, an, an... It's sad, really. I'm looking for continuity errors all the time. Um, when, the, when the kid was in the lift... Yeah. Um... If you've looked at the the smiler, it was actually doing its frowning face. Right. And then when it cut back um to the kid and then you saw the smiler, it was it had smiley face turning round into the frowning face. But right. it was it was already there in the in the opening scene. They had the wrong face on, if you if you see what I mean. Um, yes. But but then there was the, the, also the thing. How did it get to evil face from frowning face? He only had two sides to it. Yeah, I mean well, that 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 you can understand. That's sort of poetic license with that the is, whole yeah. thing of it. But yeah, again, I'm being overly picky and critical here. But it was um, just the fact that yes, yes, it's wrong to torture this animal, but no one actually said anything about it. It was wrong to feed humans to yeah, it. Exactly. Or <laughs> that just didn't like the system. Yeah. Or drop kids. Down a lift into a whale's yeah. mouth, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> to be digested, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, okay. That putting all that to side, one side, I thought it was quite the, the premise was good. Yeah. Um, okay, there, there are sort of as we've, as we've already established, there are problems with it. Um, but there was some nice little um, bits of continuity in there because they mentioned. Um, about the the Earth was abandoned in the 29th century due to like the solar flares and the sun going nuclear, what you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that was also obviously the set, one of the, the plot points to the or the, the main plot points to the Ark in space. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was. I mean, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. I suspect it was. I I, I would like to think so. Um, I, I did think that was quite that was quite a good little little nod to the past there. Yeah. Um, and also on the, I don't know if you noticed on the, uh, on the tent you had the Magpie Electricals. Yeah. Um, which go and for the life of me, I cannot remember the name. Idiot's Lantern. That's Idiot's it. Lantern. Yeah. Idiot's Lantern. Um, again, not a, not not a, a well remembered Who story. The Idiot's Lantern. That's probably why I didn't. Uh, it didn't stay in my mind. Um, so yeah, and I so that was quite good. Um, the Liz. Ten character, um, I quite enjoyed it when I first saw it last year. I quite enjoyed that, but when I watched it this time, I didn't enjoy it quite so much. I don't know why. I can't quite put my finger yeah. on it. I mean, I like the idea that she didn't know how old she was, and mm. yeah, I mean, there, there was that, but it just the. I don't know. There's something about it this time when I sort of watched it again prior to doing this. It was, I don't know. So I just didn't ring. I don't know. I just can't really can't put your finger on it. So it just didn't ring ring true to me. 
Yeah. I really, I really just can't put my phone. I honestly can't. You just can't imagine under in, in any um, system in time that the Queen would just be allowed to sneak out. Yeah, and also without any... Going shoot it with guns, basically. And also without any sort of royal protection. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, because, okay, she could, you could argue she could protect herself, she has her guns. Um, yeah. But... But they just wouldn't let her. They wouldn't, no. It's, it's more the point. It's not whether she'd want yeah. to or not. Um, she, wouldn't be, she wouldn't be allowed to. I, th- I don't think any um, monarch this country has actually been able to wander around freely um, without, as you say, some form of protection or if they, well, as it all started really, with, was it with Queen Victoria? Was she was, there was two, was it two assassination attempts? Yeah. Made made against her, so I think ever since then there's there's always been a massive guard um, not letting the public anywhere near the Queen, really. I know she does a little yeah. um, walk around shaking people's hands um sort of openings or events or whatever, but even then, there are so many security service people around her, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah it's, just, it's just the fact that they'd know what she was doing. Yeah, so for her to just wander around like that, I know you had the, um, what they called the winders, uh, were sort of watching her every move all the time, and everyone else's move for that matter, Yeah, um, but they weren't there, were they? No. I, I suppose you're supposed to assume that you know there was always a winder lurking around the corner. But they didn't make too much of an appearance until they had to take her into custody. No. On her orders. And I did quite like that that bit as well, actually. The fact that she, she'd she left all these orders, had no idea what was going on. But she, again, it's that um, that time aspect of Doctor Who that Stephen Moffat loves playing around with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was... You know, I quite like that bit, and I, you know, I liked it. I did like it then. Um, but again, the sort of the winder um, characters didn't really play that much of a role, did they? No, I mean that's that's the thing. Actually, they were sort of more. It seemed it was a very odd, elaborate system to have set up for a, um, a people that were basically living in on, on basics and whatever mm, yeah you'd invest so much money on those when a camera would have done the job yes right it was just <laughs> yeah i know it's all for you know it's all for dramatic effect yeah. and, and whatever um so obviously somebody's had oh wouldn't it be a great idea to have a sort of circus fair sort of box that's the that's evil yeah and that idea well it, it i mean if you go back to the, the beginning of the episode, it's centred around children, and it was yeah. it was there really to give kids nightmares. One minute this thing's smiling at you, next minute it's got you know evil red eyes, and it's sort of scowling at you. Um, it, it's it's almost something that could have gone fitted into Sylvester McCoy period. Um, I yeah, I, I see what you mean there. Actually, if you um. What's a good comparison? I'll say something like the um, the greatest show in the galaxy, or yeah. pa- Paradise Tales, or something like that. Yeah, he had these sort of characters that were slightly menacing and whatever, didn't he? Yeah, who, who um, yeah, who on the face of it weren't they? Were sort of like the like the, almost like the the, the kid friendly. Yeah, you you would trust them. Or, yeah. you, or you would just laugh at and you wouldn't take any notice of them sort of thing. Um, and then they they turn evil, you know, so yes. it's... it's uh, overtly sinister to start with. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought those the the, uh, the smiles were pretty sinister anyway. Because yeah. it, it always puts, puts me in mind, when I was a kid, I used to hate uh, going to the seaside. Um, this is... I don't remember this far back to the, sort of the early to mid-70s when you used to have, um, like, a laughing sailor or a laughing policeman. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's very much what they was meant to be like. It was, it? yeah. Um, and they used to scare the hell out of me when I was a kid. Um, so did the Dalek, actually, at, um, I think it was South Sea Funfair, which was near Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, they had a Dalek which you could sit in. You put, like, 
your 10p in or whatever it was back in those days and it would all the lights would flash and it'll it'll sort of move about and you just basically sat inside moving the uh the sucker arm and the the the, the gun arm up and down but I, I wouldn't go anywhere near it i was absolutely petrified of daleks when i was a kid so uh well i could watch one telly and i'm digressing i'm going to have a trip down memory lane here um but i, I could watch one the telly but to see see one in real life that was a different matter yeah, that really was. That was I, I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere near it. I used to panic actually. Um, so anyway, um, yes, <laughs> back to, yes, back you're to... listening to the therapy hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, who's he? Oh dear. Nah, Tell me. Talk about. Let's talk about your parents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Stop! Stop! Anyway, um, yes. Please You've never it. touched the pepper pot since. Have I you? haven't. No. <laughs> Beast below. Back to that. Um, yeah, so I think I think from a kid's point of view, that that was probably there to put you know give kids nightmares again. And again, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, um, as we we previously discussed on a, a few podcasts ago, that you know kids love a good scare. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think this is very much more of a a children's one than. Yeah, and I think they they those sort of creatures did their did their job well. Yeah. Really, um, I would like to think they're still sort of because I think they actually included those um, in the Doctor Who live right show, um, which I think Nigel Planer was the. Uh, of what I've been told about it from my from my niece, it was actually a. Um, oh God, I'm trying to think back to Carnival of Monsters, miniscope. That was it. Yeah. Oh dear, how can I forget the miniscope? Um, yeah, he basically had a miniscope and he had all the monsters trapped inside it. So that, that was the whole sort of premise of the show. So, and, and, and they were one of the monsters that came on stage. So um, right. I imagine to like, a few kids sitting in the front row, they, they would have been pretty scary, actually. Especially with like the red eyes and the yeah. gnashing of teeth. and you know. So, no, no, it's... Uh, well, this got... is why you actually didn't go, isn't it? I had to send your niece instead. Exactly. That and Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think they were, they were the uh, the Teletubby Daleks, as people are calling them, or the Power Ranger Daleks. So yeah. Um, but more more about that next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that, that's it, isn't it? And at the end, we got the little trailer for that sort of thing, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, Winston Churchill, Daleks, Spitfires. What could go You're wrong? wrong. <laughs> Oh yeah, that so that that's for another week. Um, yeah, so I, as we established, good monsters. Um, I thought Amy, because everyone said Amy was annoying. Um, in in the last series, and I must admit, I didn't find her annoying in this story. There was a lot of the like the wide eyed sort of acting from her. Um, yeah, but I did think that it was. Not as bad as we possibly might have remembered. Yeah, she's just a loud person, isn't she? I think. I think that's it, really. Yeah. Um, the not, not not basing it on having met her, but no, exactly. Just on stuff you see, promotional stuff you see. She tends to be. Yeah, if you look at her on, on, on of... yeah, on Confidential, for example, she's very yeah. sort of not excitable. Uh, I think that's the, that's the wrong word. Enthusiastic, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously that. Comes across in um, in a characterisation of Amy, yeah. But I did think she was um, very good. Even at, at the um, at the end, when she, there was no sort of um, how can I put it? it? It was that. Obviously, we'll get to this when, when we come to the Big Bang. But I didn't like the, the the line she delivered when she's remembering the Doctor. I didn't like the way she delivered it. Um, and you are late for my wedding, like that. I'd, I'd, yeah. hate, I'd hate that delivery, I really do. Um, but there was none of that in this no. at all. And you thought if that was a time for her to show off, yeah, um, that would have been it, and she didn't. No. You know, um, for, for, for her character, it was almost understated, really. Um, but the one thing I, I thought of at the time, and I still think to this day, that the... Um, Matt Smith was absolutely fantastic 
in this. He sort of like you knew straight away he was um, a different doctor. Yeah, there was no comparison to Tennant at all by by the second episode. He was his own um, his own character. Um, yeah. But there was a bit at the end where it, where he says nobody human has anything yeah. to say to me today. I now I could see Tom Baker delivering that line, getting angry. Yeah, and, but it and wasn't he, the it was it was a sort of understated anger, wasn't it? It was the frustrated anger rather than the yeah um, blustery anger that you probably would have got with Tennant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's it's because I think I mean, everyone sort of accuses Tom Baker of overacting um, a lot, but when in his okay, maybe in his later series, possibly when he was given, you know. Um, a free reign to do whatever the hell he yeah. liked, um, but in the early days, he, he if you think about um, something uh, like the Seeds of Doom, in that one yeah. he's, he's trying to impress upon um, Scorby that there's no way out, and he does that that anger sort of thing. That that's the sort of Tom Baker I could see delivering that nobody human has got anything to say to me today. Yeah. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know if that was that was intentional or not, like a, like a past doctor coming out. It, it just matched his delivery. It just reminded me so much of Tom Baker. Yeah, no, but I think he's um, that's been reasonably consistent. How he acted in that has been re- reasonably consistent with how the character's been since as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not um, a one-off that he was like that. No, and it, it's, it's that thing that the, the doctor hasn't... Certainly not under. I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit with Eccleston, but certainly not with Tennant. That, as you say, that that indignant um, attitude, yeah, sort of thing. Because um, as we said, like Tennant was very, very shouty. Um, He'd have been walking around blaming them all. He would have done, yeah. But he, he would just sort of. Uh, Matt Smith stops. He was just admonishing people whilst he carried on doing what he had to do. Yeah, yeah. There was no stomping around, was there? Like a spot brat, <laughs> and almost feet. Well, and then just really for what he was going to do afterwards, he was angry that he had to do it, wasn't he? Rather than yeah, he was angry with himself that he he couldn't find a solution more than ang- even angry at the the fact that he had to do it. I think yeah, for him he he didn't see any other way out. Yeah, um, and it's probably he's he's. Anger at that moment blinded him to to the obvious. Yeah. Um, which, you know, which which we said that Amy uh, picked up on instead. So yeah, yeah, it was it was. Um, but even then, he was he was when he was sort of staring out the window. Um, at the end, and he he said to Amy, well, "How how did how could you know that was going to happen? You could have killed everyone." Yeah. Um, even then, he still didn't want to sort of admit. Defeat at that point, did he? So no. it, it worked, but it was it was a, a foolish action. Yeah. Um, but then she she sort of pointed out to him, it's sort of like the, the space well was like him. You know, yeah. very very old. Um, you know, the last of his kind, and and wouldn't dismiss a crying child. Yeah. Which is how they got into the situation in the first place, isn't it? Because yeah. he saw the little girl crying. So she just reminded him of that fact. So I, I thought that was a nice little, um, a nice little ending to it. But that was actually quite a good beginning as well. Sorry to this episode, wasn't it? When you said mm. one thing you've got to do is you can't get involved. Yeah. Right, and then literally, the next scene is him. He's outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting involved. Yeah, it was. Um, and was... when he when she when he tells her to go after the after the girl. She says, what are you going to do? So, stay out of trouble. Badly. Badly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that... Um, I, I wish they'd actually carried on with that aspect of the Doctor because they've, they've they've now sort of come to that point now um, in this particular series. Because you had the, the whole tenant thing, you know, the lonely, um, the lonely God yeah. side to it. And I thought, to begin with, they were going to... Especially with that episode, they, they sort of dropped... That aspect of it, it really was sort of. Um, I think you say it's like it was like an old Who 
um, ending to a story. But there, there was no um, massive big bangs or um, explosions or crazy special yeah. effects or anything. It was actually quite an understated ending to the story. Yeah. Which I quite liked. I, I'll say I liked yeah, it wasn't even as if it was a race against time or anything, was it? No. Yeah, that's... that's it's probably the, the, only, the only bit of drama in it was whether that Amy would realise the solution before he... Sort of, yeah, um, yeah t- turn the spaceway into a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's... Um, yeah, it was. I, I, that's, that's probably why I really liked it because it, it was, you know, understated. Yeah. In that respect, um, and I just okay. You got the, you know, you got, you got your money shot at the end with the. You saw the whale, with you, you know, um, Starship UK on its back. Yeah. Um, which was which I thought was quite a nice little effect shot actually, um, but then again, those sort of effects always look better. In space, if you know what I mean, rather than yeah. if, they, if they try to put it in, in sort of like daylight, yeah, um, yeah, it, it just lended itself. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, yeah, that's by the by. But um, yeah, it, it, it was that. That's why I liked it then, and that, I think that's yeah, why I still from like the it now. Foul, which was all twenty minutes to save the world. Yeah, as I say, this one was just really well. There was no... a puzzle to solve rather than yeah. And I th- if they go back to that, which which I think they they appear to be hinting at now, um, with with this particular series, they're doing away with the uh, because like you know Rivers actually said to him, well, "This is do you want to be remembered this way?" Yeah. You know, do you remember as like you know the, the person that can slay entire armies with the flick of his wrist, or be remembered as a healer? Yeah. Um, well, that was the li- actually the line in this, wasn't it? When he was think- thinking he was going to have to. Kind of vegetableize the whale. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, um, let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, and he's saying, you know, and I'll have to find another name. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, it's. it's um, I, w- I wish they'd sort of carried on with that because by the time you got to um, the Pandora opens, he's addressing yeah. every alien that's um, sort of ganged up against him. And um, without sort of like you know l- you know look look me up see what I'm capable of yeah and, and we're back to the we're back to the lonely god thing again yeah so yeah who's who's brave enough to be first weren't it yeah thing. yeah so yeah it's um yeah I say it's not a it's not a, a, a classic episode by any stretch of the imagination um, but for me it's certainly memorable. It's actually quite nice. Quite nice. Yeah, sorry, I've just had a message come up on my screen. Oh, right, okay. Sorry about the silence there, folks. <laughs> sorry, and actually, I actually thought I'd lost, because it actually says there's a problem with the internet connection between you. Hold on while we try and get the call back. Oh. So I thought we'd... Uh, no, you're still here. Disappeared. You're still no, here. we're still together. Sorry about that. <laughs> A false alarm. Um, well, that is our tagline. We are ramshackle. <laughs> um, and we yeah, anyway, so I've lost way. my thread now. Sorry. Um, you um, went, that was nice. <laughs> that doesn't help. Maybe you're saying the message. I know where I was. Sorry about this. What's nice, of course, actually, is that it's other than the right little, the last little shot of the cracking time or whatever mm, yeah it is a standalone episode which you can watch retrospectively without having to know what else happened yeah i mean I which think... i think has been my criticism of the last series yeah i don't I mean, think there's been that much there hasn't um i, th- I think the only sort of callback she had really was um with liz 10 because she was referencing all the things that the, the doctor had done with the previous elizabeth's yeah um so he had the. She mentioned actually, I say Elizabeth Queen Victoria as well. I should I hasten to add, she made reference to that um, yeah. knighted and and banished on the in, on the same day. Um, you had the Shakespeare Code mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, 
Actually, it wasn't the Shakespeare Code, actually. It was the one you saw in the Shakespeare Code, but actually for reference in the end of time, part one, because you said, you naughty boy. So obviously the Virgin Queen line, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and I don't actually, I think she did mention Elizabeth II as well, didn't she? Yeah. So I don't know if that was more to do with um, the Voyage of the Damned, so, yeah, the, the Titanic crashing into it. But but if just well you know you could watch that and not have seen any of series five and it no that's right works yeah. as a story it does yeah I guess a little bit of back referencing to previous series but um, yeah but that, not, that, not, that's not just, to that, a point that you'd sit there scratching no that's your right because I don't actually understand what's going on here. yeah that's just continuity isn't it yeah more than anything else um, yeah as you say if it weren't for the crack at the end yeah that was the only link through this whole series. Or the whole story, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, no, it was good. It, it was good. I mean, I, I I certainly enjoyed watching it again. I really did. Um, well, I think I think that the, the, as we sort of go through, uh, continue with our retrospective, I think there, there are going to be episodes I'm not looking forward to watching again. Can't wait till next week, eh? Next week. Uh, do you know what? The funny enough, I am looking forward to next week yeah. because I um, and to watching that one again because um, the fact is I haven't seen it since. So um, well, obviously I've, I've watched it once when I got the DVD box set um, at Christmas, um, and I haven't watched it since. Since that was six months ago. Yeah, I think I've watched it since it went out. So. Oh, so yeah, you've got a nice long time to reflect on that one, and and actually I haven't watched. Um, the Beast Below since um, I got the DVD box set at Christmas so that was it, it. that six month gap has probably done it the power of good to be honest yeah so I think if I had to watch it a few times in succession I probably wouldn't have sort of looked back on it quite so fondly because I think the more you watch it the more sort of cri- critical you become of it yeah um, but I, I I definitely do like this episode, it's 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 a, it's a thumbs up from Phil. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, it's not a bad episode, and I say as as a standalone episode, it works well. It's uh, it, but it's still you feel it's still a sort of establishing epi- episode to to Amy more than more than what the, the story was. Yeah, I haven't got a um, I haven't got a problem with that at all. No. Um, I think it's just the fact that we, we're so used to the old series when a, a new companion come along, they just sort of um, got stuck with the Doctor. Or the rather the Doctor, if you think back to something like um, when Davison was had his time in the TARDIS, he seemed to get stuck with people, yeah, r- rather than he inviting them into the TARDIS. Yeah, he just got lumbered with them. Um, that's probably why there was always that sort of fractious relationship between. Um, him and Tegan. I know she was a thrower from Tom Baker's days and also with Adric as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was so now the sort of the the the, the companion assistant, what you want to call them, they they get more background that you get as you say, you get more of their story. Yeah. And how they fit into the life on the TARDIS. Um yeah. rather than the doctor adapting to them, it's them adapting to the doctor. Um which I don't know if, it, if, which is obviously, you know, played a large part in the beast below. But I don't know if, if people are going to get fed up with that. It'd be interesting to see what happens when the when the next companion, whenever that may be, comes in. Whether they they follow that that pattern. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We may also have a new doctor by then. Well, we may do. Who it, knows? This, you know, it may be that this. These run their course and well, that's it. Well, well, the, the, at the well, same time. Yeah, well, there is the thing that the, 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 the ponds aren't or may not go beyond the end of this series. I mean, nobody knows. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I've got a feeling that Rory won't. I think Amy might stick around. But I've got a funny feeling Rory won't won't be around. Well, they've got the they've got the thing about um, if they get the child back. Yeah. Wait, this is no longer retrospective anymore, is it? No, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we shouldn't be getting into this conversation. No, we shouldn't. We should we should we should save that for another day, possibly yeah. um, 
when we do our Series 6 retrospective. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, no, I mean, I, I did... I did enjoy it. I did enjoy watching it again. Um, and I, I must admit, I can't find, and I didn't find a lot wrong with it then, and I can't find a lot wrong with it now. No, there's nothing. There's nothing in it that I'd, I'd say I disliked. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Well, I think that's sort of pretty much that. That from me, anyway. I think I've, I've said all, I've, all, I, all I can sort of think of, really. Um, but obviously, as we alluded to earlier. Um, the episodes that we're we're not looking forward to looking at again, and obviously, um, as we're doing this episode by episode, next week will be Victory of the Daleks. Um, now, obviously, I don't want to say too much now because obviously, we want to save this for next week. But in a funny way, I am actually looking forward to seeing that one again. You just can't get enough Spitfires in space. Spitfires in space, um, or Power Ranger Daleks. Um, yeah, yeah, but again, I, I will. I'll save all that for next week. Um, but I know it's the people have said. Oh, I'm just going to say, just think, pe- people outside the UK are going to have to make do with Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> see, but no, we've got victory of the Daleks. Daleks. Yes, satisfied now, stars. You see what you made <laughs> us do. This is self harming. <laughs> oh. No, I, 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 I bet I, stars don't have scare the hair though, do they? <laughs> uh, they could syndicate it on BBC America. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We may punish them for making us wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. I, I must admit, I'm I'm in in a perverse way. I'm looking forward to watching Victory of the Daleks again. Yeah. Just, just to see if I hate it as much now as I did then. Yeah, really, because it, now, I, now the anti- actually there isn't the anticipation for oh this is going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> it might actually not be so bad. <laughs> Precisely. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so be prepared, everybody. Next week, victory of the Daleks. So. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much wrapped up this uh, this episode, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got anything else to say. No, me neither. So, um, so really, it's it's still a thumbs up for um, for the beast below. So let's um, let's see how we get on next week. So <laughs> anyway, um, so until until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil, and me, Paul. Goodbye. feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website which is www.whos-he.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>